Learning happens everywhere all the time. Hey there and welcome to the Homeschool Success Podcast. I am your host, Cami Wanis, the Freedom Scholar. My experience as a veteran homeschool mom, former public high school teacher, and mentor to homeschool families everywhere, along with periodic guests, will help you to create the homeschool experience you always wanted and your family deserves. Homeschooling is a leap of faith that can cause doubts, overwhelm, and uncertainty while trying to keep love of learning high and balance life, work, and kids. Each episode is packed with the strategies, tips, activity ideas, and resources you need to ensure your kids get a great education, create close family relationships, become good leaders, and have tons of fun. You'll learn everything from scheduling, curriculum, routines, and homeschooling multiple ages to increasing love of learning and everything in between. This podcast is different from anything else out there by also focusing on the thinking shifts that are the key to homeschooling successfully. Whether you're new to homeschooling or a seasoned veteran, make sure to subscribe so you'll gain the practical strategies and confidence you need to develop a rich love of learning culture and environment that results in passionate, lifelong learners. More than ever before, leaders are needed who have a great education and who use their unique talents and gifts to make this world better. Join me on my mission to raise our next generation of leaders through ensuring your family has a supportive and inspiring homeschool journey. Homeschooling is learning through life. You got this. everyone and welcome welcome we are so so excited today to have on donovan dreyer the amazing wonderful counselor of teens and high school students especially but also more than that and we're going to talk about that today because we're going to talk about planning for life after high school man we're going to be talking about what happens after high school and how do you pick the right choices for your kids or more importantly how do you help them pick it because that's the most important thing we want them to own their own education you guys know i'm about that and we want them to own their own experience and make good choices for life after high school and it's all about digging into their unique talents and gifts and unleashing their passion in the world to make the world a better place right that's what we all want for our kids and so but doing that is difficult because when you're especially if you haven't been you know down the college path or you want your kids to be college ready but you don't know if they want to go to college you just want to leave that option open for them it can be difficult sometimes because so many things are stymied you know in in different paths and you have to pick one or eventually and you're not sure if that's the right choice and your kids aren't sure and they don't know what they want to do and you remember being in high school and or in college maybe both and so you remember being there and saying i don't know what i want to do i don't know what i want to major and i I don't know what's going on, right? And so that's something that we want our, to help our kids be confident about what they're choosing. And I know from just reading Donovan's 
page and his Facebook page and his YouTube channel and his 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 uh, website and chatting with him that he knows exactly what he's talking about. He's been doing this for a very long time, working with kids. He loves kids and working with them to really, really create the life that they have always wanted to live. And, and I love that because it is something that I feel super passionate about. I am all about helping kids find their unique passions and really their unique missions in the world and making sure that they are constantly looking for that all throughout their homeschool journey and their school journey. That's something we don't talk about. When I was a public educator, we didn't talk about that a lot. I actually sat my my seniors down. We had even my juniors, but my seniors too. And I said, look, people, let's create your personal mission statement. Let's create your life goals. Let's create, let's write some of this down because you guys don't, nobody asked them that. Nobody said, everybody says, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you, who do you, you know, but nobody says, what, what are your passions? What are you, the things in the world that make you, mm, you know, that make you crazy that you want to do something about? Because that's, that's where a lot of that lies. And so it doesn't happen in school, but homeschool is a great opportunity to be able to foster that in our kids from the beginning. I know that's happened with my son. We've constantly been in the conversation about what the problems are that he wants to solve in the world, what he feels passionate about, what makes him, what stirs his soul. And that's really something that is, is where you're going to get the most, the most interest in, in their education and also preparing them for how to do that in their future. And so I'm super excited because Donovan has he has an incredible story. I love his story because he talks about, he's going to tell you about it, but his story in choosing the path for himself and how that wasn't necessarily the path that he ended up being on and wasn't his passion. So I'm really excited to share that with you because it's, it seems like it's the path for most people. And I love that he didn't end, he, he did, he didn't end up 40 years down the road in this place where he feels like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? You know, I don't even really like this job. And that's something that I feel like a lot of people do in their life. And that's not what we want for our kids. We want them to be passionate in in changing the world for a better place. So Donovan, I am just super excited that, that we, uh, we were connected through another guest of ours who's going to be on later on this month. And she is absolutely amazing. And I'm so glad she connected us together because you are really like the pre-planning <laughs> for what she does. She does scholarships and college applications and stuff. And, and you are like, let's get them to the point at which they know where they want to go and what they want to do and asking those right questions. So Donovan, can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, how you started and your awesome story? I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that amazing introduction. First of all, Cami, and for inviting me to have a conversation with you here today. I'm really excited to uh, help people out there. So yes, I do have a heart for kids and uh, you know, selfishly, it's like you don't want kids to go through what you went through when you when you did something that you felt like that sucked. <laughs> so in my story, uh, you know, I, I did go to college undecided. And so um, I was one of those people that just like, I don't really know what I want to do, where I want to be in life. And I definitely didn't have very many conversations around my passions or what stirs my soul, like you put it. Holy cow. I love that, though, because that's what it really took for me to actually zero in and figure it out and get it right. So 
where I got it wrong was actually going for aviation. And it was just one of like six totally unconnected. I didn't see the connections. I did one of those personality or career assessments and the connect and pilot was one of them. I think maybe that came up on everybody's uh, personality assessment at Western Michigan so they could fill their aviation program. (laughs) Uh, But that one was on there along with chef, accountant, lawyer, uh, police officer, and writer. And I was like, this helped me. This is, this is a thing that I did for like whatever it was, hour, hour and a half to go through all these bazillions of pointless questions to come up with this. Now I'm 10 times more confused. So I picked aviation. I was like, well, that's the least boring one. That's the most fun. I'm, you know, 18, 19 years old. Let's go for it. And uh, it's meant to be. Uh, Western Michigan is one of the few places where they have a flight program. So it must be meant to be. So um, sometimes that actually works out really, really well when you go with your gut and your intuition, sometimes not. So um, anyway, I go through a whole aviation program. So I got loads of college debt. I didn't know Denise and you know her scholarship program. Uh, I had debt on top of that for fuel for the airplane and instructors. So I was the, and it took me five, not four years to get through to do all that flying and everything else. So I was the poster child. Uh, as a college grad with uh, all of that debt mounting. And then I met with an airline captain. I did an informational interview. So first tip of the day, informational interviews, do them before you go through the whole journey of education after high school. So this is just a, you know, an interview with somebody in the career field that you might be interested in. So I discovered I was not interested in the field in my informational interview after five years of getting it completely done. I'm sitting in Singer in Zingerman's Deli. It's 1993, and uh, he's just fired up. He knew what stirs his soul. He found his passion, and his lifestyle was exactly what he wanted. And I kind of felt like we didn't have Uber back then, but it kind of felt like this would just be an Uber driver in the sky for me, and I wouldn't really have my stir sold on that one, or my soul stirred. Either way. Stir sold. <laughs> Either way, yeah. Or stir sold. So I had to do this whole searching. So I decided I'm, I'm going to commit my 20s to doing that. And then the Columbine shooting happened. And that's actually what stirred my soul is I wanted to, that's my passion. That's the thing. I'm like, I want to do something about that right there. I know there's an article here and an article over there. There was a big Y in giant font. I think it was Newsweek. And I was like, whatever it says in those articles, whatever books people are going to try to write, whatever they're saying on TV right now, it doesn't mean anything. This is a game changer in life. And I'm going to go to the front lines and figure it out. So that's when, uh, fortunately, I was able to build off of my bachelor's degree to get a master's degree to go into school counseling and then from school counseling to coaching. So that's where I am now is, is coaching just in this one specialty area of helping kids really navigate the present moment through the process of school. And then after that, what, what are you going to do next? Where do you want to go next? I love that. And I love how you said the present moment too, because sometimes it's easy for teens to be have so much pressure, especially in high school, as to what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, what do you want to do, what do you want to do? And that present moment gets missed because there's so much extra pressure there. Um, and so they don't, you know, focus on what is really happening and enjoying that moment right now in their learning. Um, so And we talk about this starting early. I know for my son, we've made this part of our conversation just all the time. You know, he's always on. He was one of those kids that loved 
animals so much that he would not watch anything, movie, nothing. If it didn't have animals in it, he was like, I don't even want to talk about it. He'd just walk away. And so he was so into animals and he loved animals. And it really, you could see it just in his eyes, in his soul, just when animals were hurting, like that was his, that was just something that, that stirred him. And so we, he always said he wanted to create rescues and sanctuaries all over the world, but it's grown since then as he's come to learn more about the world and the environment and how all that relates to each other and people and this whole, this whole connection. And he now has that as his end goal, but there's a different path that he wants to put there. And I love that because I didn't even come to my own realization of that until after I was teaching. And I always knew I loved teaching, but I didn't know in which path really was my mission and my purpose. And when I found that, I was like, well, how do I do it now? And that didn't come until a little bit later. So I think it's so amazing as you grow, you're growing into that, as you learn more and your education expands and your worldview expands. So where do you start? Like, when is a good time to start having that conversation? And, and how does it look for littles? Like, what, what do you do? What do you ask them? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? A firefighter, you know, like I personally wanted to be a unicorn. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that work I out? I really wanted to be a real unicorn. I'm just saying. Did it work but, out? Well, you know, in a way, in a way. <laughs> Ask good, my husband. Good. But <laughs> so. Well done. Cool. So, yeah. So, how, well, how do you start the conversation? How do you just start? What are the things you start putting in the daily talks and your reading and exploration? Well, if we zoom forward first to like 18 years yeah. old, I think the starting point is like, you don't magically just know. There's not a system to magically know at 18 what you're going to do for the rest of your life. So first off, this is a continuing conversation past 18, past 50. It's I'm, I'm 53 right now. And right now I feel like I'm really dialing in even more exactly what my niche is and getting thinner and narrower and tighter with it. So I think this conversation is ongoing. Once you start it, it never ends. So it's not like we're supposed to be like, oh, we got to get it right. We don't want to be like Donovan and do the pilot thing and <laughs> end up, you know, Pay for the fuel. completely wrong. <laughs> and how do we magically know at 18 or 23 or whatever? Right. But I think, you know, in the end, like we're, we're hardwired a certain way. And there's probably maybe a hundred different things that will fit really well and will kind of stir us up and, and fit our passions and serve a purpose. Um, but there's thousands of other things that we could do that won't. And so you can't start these conversations too soon. Um, my three daughters probably disagree because <laughs> you, you probably can do this too much and you probably can start too soon. Uh, but that's how you learn. I think that's what we learn as a parent is you try something. And all of my kids, we started this conversation under 10 for sure. And it is as simple as what do you want to do when you grow up with a kindergartner or something like that? And they do say fireman and police officer and all the stuff that came out on my list. Um, no, just kidding. They do say fireman, police officer, and maybe doctor. You know, they know a teacher. So they might come up with four things by kindergarten. And you can just start to see uh, their, their horizons expand by picking those, having those conversations and just pick your spots. Don't just like belabor the thing and, and beat them over the head with it like I did. Uh, but that's how I learned is like you, you kind of can't do it too much, but you can kind of be clued in in that present moment. So be present as a parent too, not just for the kids to how's it landing? Is this a conversation that, you know, 
we can have right now, or they just they're tuned out and shut down and it's not happening. So we got to kind of get a feel for that. And then these conversations just get to continue and continue and just pick up maybe from where you lift off before and uh, just keep having those conversations and tuning into, is this landing right now? Or am I just like, you know, flopping right now? And it's okay to flop and fail and get a feel for what's the right time. Is it at the dinner table? Is it when we're out, you know, outside going on a hike? Is it uh, I, the best thing for me is driver's training. <laughs> they got the captive audience. Woohoo! There's nowhere you can go. Otherwise, you're not going to get your license. And I am your, <laughs> I am your passenger for 50 hours. Yes. Totally. <laughs> totally. I got one left. I, I've done two, yeah, two, uh, two rounds with my oldest two daughters and my youngest is about to start pretty soon. So, Well, I can use any tips in that area because we're about to start soon too. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> but yes, I am all about the captive audience because then I always say that where you start your read alouds, if you're not used to doing it is at the dinner table, right? Because they have to eat yeah. there and they, they're just, they're stuck. But but instead of making it painful, like you said, um, you know, I, I love that idea of just like, fitting it in wherever and just learning and kind of trying some things as a parent. That's what we do. Just throw stuff out there, right. And see what sticks. Yeah. And, and then also focusing on, um, I know for us, we focus on just what does he gravitate to? What's the passions? What's the things he's really interested in? Like we always talk about interest-based learning in terms of making sure that they, you know, in their lower grades and their their lower uh, levels they follow their rabbit trails you know if they're really interested in skateboarding follow that down to where it ends you know or where they are done with skateboarding and then follow you know frogs and whatever the case may be that's something that you can really start to get what they gravitate to over and over again like my niece watches animal she, she my my sister says she stalks animals on the live cams <laughs> she's like constantly checking into the live cams of all the animals. So it's really, really fun. But so what about in like middle school ages? What, where do you take the conversation? When do you really start to focus? Yeah, I, I guess, the, you know, you're trying to expand their horizons as much as possible. And I do think about even all the way through high school, it, it, we don't have these conversations. We just don't. Like you said, as a teacher, you don't have them. If you do, it's what do you want to do? And they're like, I don't know. And uh, I did, I think my post, yeah, my post went through on that. I was about like, what do you do with, I don't know. And you stick with it. You know, I don't, I don't take, I don't know for an answer. But um, again, if we fast forward, I, I did have a conversation with one of our valedictorians one, one time. And uh, I just kept asking him why to drive deeper. And at some point he goes like, Mr. Dreyer, stop, stop. it. You sound like a five-year-old. <laughs> Come on, man. What's the deal with the why? And I was like, well, why do you think I keep asking why? He's like, stop, you just did it again. And uh, it's like, look, you know, last Thursday, you didn't know what you want to do. This Monday, you do. What's wrong with this picture? He's like, well, I probably spent more time on my last essay uh, than I did just figuring out what I want to do. But I'll make good money if I'm a financial advisor. What else? Why do you want to like, stop with the whys? But, you know, the point is he didn't put much energy into that. And I had this one opportunity. So as a school counselor with 300 kids, 600 kids. There's this present moment because that's all you get right. too to plan the whole future is this one maybe poignant moment where there's a receptive kid right there in front of me and I'm not going to blow that opportunity. So I was driving deeper and I was like, I don't care if I sound like a five-year-old. I am not going to let you actually not think through this uh, more than a paper. This is your whole life here, dude. And I know what it's like to do it wrong. So let's not uh, have that same thing happen. So if we're expanding horizons, I mean, in middle school, you know, I think 
like sports is a good analogy. Like sometimes they might do six, seven, eight, ten things, you know, frogs and this, that, and the other, and everything under the sun, and they stop riding the skateboard and they never use the skateboard again and they never see the tennis racket again. But uh, that's okay to have a bunch of stuff to give away or get put in a garage sale. But in middle school, it does start to be that time where it's like, okay, if you really want to master something, uh, especially if it's like sports, music, something like that, theater, all of a sudden, you know, the kids that are more familiar to the, to the theater teacher are going to start to get those roles. So middle school is that time to really start to get a better feel for what's number one. And maybe there's a top two and it's hard to figure out which one's one or two. And then maybe some of the other ones start to fall by the wayside. Um, I'm not all for specializing because, I, again, I still see so many kids that are valedictorian and they're like not putting any, any thought into their future yet. So still, I think expanding their horizons all throughout middle school is good. And just have them experiment and try and dabble and then zero in on the ones, like you say, really stirs them the most. And then sink your teeth into that one. And, um, you know, those conversations, they just continue. I think the six questions I have on my downloadable on my site, they're good forever. You know, they're just, you know, six big areas of life. And um, they could just be asked again and again and again. Uh, just ask my daughters. <laughs> They've memorized them by now, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girls. They're fine. They're fine, they're I fine they're now. Fine. They're fine. <laughs> We'll see in 20 years, but they're, they're fine. So yeah. And you know, when in high school, I, I really tried to help my students in the classroom focus on, you know, what's, what's something that they, oftentimes we talk about them just back then I did, I assumed that they just, okay, college is where you're going to. And, And I didn't teach honors classes. I didn't teach the ones that were, yes, we're going to college. Of course, you know, the automatic response, but I just, and they're like, well, what if we don't want to go to college? And I said, that's fine, but you need to do something. So what's, you know, what's the thing that, that really is pushing you somewhere in your interest areas. And so they, I really tried to help them focus on doing those interviews. And, and I remember there was a great program called AVID that is focused on getting kids who are first generation college, college goers to be prepared to go to college. And it, they actually did interviews. So they did profession interviews. And I love that because it was something that I I always told my, my students, they, you know, they say, I want to be a makeup artist. I'm like, well, have you spoken to a makeup artist? Do you understand how that works? Do you know how much money they make? Do you know what their lifestyle's like? Do you, you know, is that something that you want? Because it may not be, you know, (laughs) it may be interesting. So is high school the time to start doing those kind of things and, and trying to just really narrow it down a little more? If not sooner, and speaking of makeup artists, that's what my oldest is doing. So she, you know, she was worried last fall that she wasn't going off to college like her friends. And all of a sudden she's like, was that right for me? Because everybody else has got something to do and I'm not doing anything yet. She started in January, finished the entire program in eight months to get all of the little steps of their program done. And she's actually, you know, got a gig in Denver right now. So she's moved back home after after her um, program at cinema makeup school in LA and she's back here and drives down three, three nights a week to get, uh, to get all the uh, actors ready to scare people on fright fest. So before she's going to hit 20 here later this month, she's going to be completing her first professional gig. And she likes the, I mean, she, she embraces the gig life and did those, you know, conversations and interviews and even just reaching out to people through social as well to, to get connected on what's the life like. 
And, uh, you know, so those, those conversations we probably started having early in high school. Um, I would say for the most part, kids start to get serious, maybe sophomore year at the earliest. I'd say that's when my coaching clients are, when they're a little bit more hungry to get things started earlier. That's kind of like this lost year as well, at least in the public school world is 10th grade. So like you got the transition year. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Yeah. You got the transition year in and ninth grade, then you can transition out 12th grade. And then junior year is definitely the peak year. So they all have kind of a a flavor and an identity, but sophomores, like it's just, they're so high school. They're so high high school. school. (laughs) And high school boys are like giant nine-year-olds. It's awesome. High school yeah. boys are my favorite. They're so that is perfect. So perfect. Yeah, six six foot three nine year olds. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Totally. So, and I I love I love their energy. They're not so squirrely, not as squirrely as ninth graders, but they're not right. as like serious as like oh I'm too big for my britches kind of thing, you know, which yeah. is so great. I love it. So when we're talking about you know just really starting to focus on what are those questions? What are those? conversations, those questions that we have for our kids. And how do we know like college or not to college? We just talked, you know, your daughter decided not to go to college, but she kind of felt like, Ooh, maybe I should go to college because everybody else is going to college. So what is that distinction? Like, do we college or do we not to college or what are, it depends. (laughs) Right. So what it depends on. So like you said, like there are these auto responses and, you know, I draw a map in my coaching and it's a, you got to be just like, a, just like you'd have a map on your phone. You got the blue dot, you got the red pin of where you're going and there's a blue line. Well, you know, if I said, Siri, I want to go somewhere. She wouldn't say, well, go to college Avenue over there in Fort Collins and we'll start there. Like everybody has to start on college Avenue. I'm like, I don't want to go North or South. I'm going to go West or I want to go East. What, why would I go to college Avenue? This makes no sense. So on our, our phones, we wouldn't magically just start getting on any old blue line without thinking, but that's what we've done for a couple of, you know, several decades probably. And I think that hasn't worked out. Like eight, the, the stats are like 80% of the people, number one, uh, they're undecided. And if they do decide, they change their mind. And then if they get a career, 80% of them end up getting a career that they don't like. It's not really stirring their passions anymore. So the odds are pretty low for that to work out, even when people made the auto response and even when we could count on maybe at least some white collar jobs for in the corporate world to get the, uh, you know, the golden handcuffs and then maybe the golden uh, retirement. But uh, nowadays, this everything's changing so fast, you actually have to think about that end destination and where you are. So if we don't figure out who we are and where we want to go, then there's no path. So if you actually do figure out who you are, and the path, kind of like a puzzle piece fitting in the spot. So I actually draw a puzzle piece with a little happy face instead of the blue dot. And it's trying to get to where it's going to serve a purpose in this life. And like, like I said, there might be a hundred places where an individual is going to fit like a glove or fit like a puzzle piece. Even if one of those sky pieces, like at least it's the last sky piece left. And I know right where it fits and it clicks right in. Uh, that's how we find our spot in this world is, is knowing where we're going to fit in. Um, actually, find our fit is the way I put it. It's not about fitting in and saying, I am going to go to college because I don't want to do theater. I am just going to go do that because everybody else is. Um, No, fitting in, not so much. Find your fit. There's probably a hundred or so. And then we'll figure out, okay, you need to go to chef school. Okay. You need to go to the military. Like one of my, two of my kids going to military academies and my coaching career. 
and make up school, military academy, or college. And if it's college, we're not done with our decision making yet. We got to figure out a major, and you know that we're not done with the transitioning yet. These are big transitions. So it's about the transitions and decisions that come uh, when you've got that clarity, and uh, the the clarity will give you the decisions. Then you you know I love helping support with those big transitions. And then we get on the right path. So we're only going to figure out the right path when we know the end destination and really the who we are uh, part of it. It's not where we are as, not, as much as who we are. Absolutely, you guys. That begin with the end in mind is so huge. And that's what I talk about a lot. And I love that whole destination, you know, is a straight line and where there's no college stop along the way automatically. It's like when you're going, you know, on an airplane or something and you're trying to get back east or whatever. And then you're like, hey, wait, but the, it's actually getting me south first. And then it's going to be like, that's not my goal. And my husband hates that. But so that's and that's what <laughs> it was automatic for my generation. It was like, you're just going to college. You know, that's just what yeah. it was. And I remember asking my mom one time, what happens if I decide not to go to college? <laughs> my, parents, my parents were just silence. <laughs> Even unicorns need exactly, to go. Exactly right. And they you were like, go, you major in unicorn. Um, Atari I don't school. know. Actually, I, I don't know. And, and do, do you want to? I'm like, well, I'm not saying I would or would not. I just saying, I don't, what if? And it wasn't even, it was just a question like, why is this so automatic to me? Why is this so, even back then, even though I was planning on going anyways, because I was, I, I did want to teach. But it, if you're going for a certification, if you want to do something that needs a certification, you kind of have to get the certification. But Absolutely. that's something that it, it's something that, that you really want to consider. And now being, I think it's so different now with it being so, open in terms of you can get back then. Yeah, it was hard to go to college. You had to go to the college to get your college degree. You don't anymore. And that's so important. My mom used to say, well, if you don't go now, you're never going to do it. And I was like, that's not the question anymore. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's so not yeah. the case. So yeah. it's really interesting. And I love that, that there's still option. It's not an end all. If I don't go to college now that I'm toast, you know, I can never get a college degree or whatever. So I love that. I love that, that, that idea of keeping us on the path that gets us to where we want to go instead of just automatically stopping at college along the way. Not that college is bad, not the college, whatever it, it is right for who it's right for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So so if I'm a parent and I don't want to, I don't have, I never went to college. My kid wants to go to college or let's say maybe my kid is, you know, getting recruited for sports or something. And I don't know anything about that world. Like how do I, or even other places like, you know, makeup art, you know, cosme, cosmetology school or, you know, whatever the case, I don't know anything about that. I don't know how to get my kid there. I, I'm not part of that world. What, how do I navigate my my kid to get down that path properly. Well, I, I, you know, I think that's probably where the, the coaching kicks in is because we, we, you know, I think if I'm going to buy a washer and a dryer, I'll probably do some research and I want to know something about making that right choice. Uh, you know, but when we're looking at the game of life, you know, in, in, if I think about getting it right, if I had figured out that I'm here to really help people way sooner, you know, that would be, that would have been so much more fulfilling all the way along the way. And that's what I see like, well, I can't turn back that clock, but with a co as a coach, I can help them with that. And so I think the business coaching that I've actually uh, like, I've been in programs with other people and they kind of want to finally find what stirs their soul. 
And then I've gotten a lot of chances to do business coaching over the last four years. And I see it's kind of the same thing. And a lot of people just have never found that. And so that's, that's a, you know, a real bummer. So I think relying on somebody who is going to supplement what you're going to do as a parent is super valuable. Like a lot of people that do coaching and they see the value of it in their 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond, they are like, wow, I wish I would have started this sooner. Well, you couldn't, it didn't exist. So now this is a burgeoning field and there's so many people who see the value to their careers if they're getting business coaching or to their businesses as well for their, for their bottom line. So now I really feel like Generation Z could really uh, be amazing. I think they could be the greatest generation of all time if they don't actually have to go to college and college information can come to them. If they don't have to go to Colorado and be in my school accounting office you know, that I left three years ago, that I could reach them anywhere and they can reach me anywhere and parents can actually be supplementing what they have to offer because the kids, they're, they are six foot three, nine-year-olds. They do still need you. They, they try to trick you and pretend like they don't need you and they just will test that. They'll also test, I did another post on like, they'll test you to throw in the towel. They'll try to tell you, I don't know. If you say why 50 times, they'll say, I don't know 50 times. And uh, will you pick another spot? the next day or the next week, will you still show up and try again? That's what they're really saying is like, we totally need you still. And they might not need to hear any more advice or tips or tricks from you as a parent, if they've heard everything and seen everything. And that's where that outside third party person coming in can make all the difference. Even if it's just like going through and checking out what I've got on Facebook, lots of posts there. Uh, and I do have, you know, we talked about the informational interviews, like where you find your place or where you belong in the world. And what it's actually like where that puzzle piece belongs. But the puzzle piece part, I also have a, a, a short course for that. And so these are just things that are that are supplementing the parent's journey and helping them research, figure it out, and help your kids actually go out and get those informational interviews. Don't make them do it on their own. They are like overgrown nine-year-olds. So don't give them too much to do on their own too soon. Um, what I love to do is to challenge kids though too. And so don't be afraid to challenge them if they're going to face plant, you can pick them back up and give them a hug and pat them on the back and help them get over it. If something doesn't work out, you know, there's a girl that did two or three different experiments for finding her community service. And she ended up being the valedictorian. And um, she would have done that anyway, by the way, I didn't help her with the academics. She would have been fine without me on that. But getting to the fourth thing on her community service ended up being like a two and a half year community service project that ended up probably being a really big part ever getting a completely full ride to, to Lake Forest College. So those kind of things are a big, big deal. And so helping them actually try things out, experiment uh, in a world where it feels like we only want to get A pluses. We only want to do what's safe. We only want to do what's stable and secure. That's not working out as much anymore. We need to be more creative. We need to be more innovative and entrepreneurial and this kind of free spiritedness that, that people are tapping into that school doesn't serve. It's actually true. Like our world's changing so fast. We really do need to, to fuel that, um, that entrepreneurial spirit or that freedom seeking mindset because they're going to be independent regardless. Hopefully, I, hopefully they'll be independent and out of the nest uh, and off on their own. And so we want to support that. And I think there's not really a, a cookie cutter way to say, let's just make that auto choice and it's totally going to work out. That career and profession's totally going to be there and robots won't take over this one. Um, not, not that you, we need to worry about that either, but uh, a lot of things to consider. I'm just like thinking of all these things that are in front of them. So just the support, adding support 
is really huge. I love that. And I love that you talk about coaching because I feel like as an athlete growing up, I was an athlete all growing up and through college and I always had coaches. And so it made sense. And even in my adult years, I had coaches for success principles, for leadership skills, for, you know, for Mm -hmm. teaching, for a all kinds of things. I had mentors. And so for me, mentorship is such an essential part of life because why would I want to go through and don't know what I don't know and then try and navigate all these things when I don't have all the pieces and then yeah. trial and error and trial and error when I could just say, Hey, I have a little question. <laughs> you know? <laughs> to help a girl out. And, and so that for me, I have a business coach. I have the, all kinds of coaches because I want to make sure I'd rather spend money on the coach than do it on my own and be frustrated and be not know where I'm going, try to research myself into a hole and maybe not trust the source that it comes from and how do you know and all that stuff is really difficult. And so I love that you talk about that in and and that is our world. That is why I'm a mentor. That's why you're a coach too, because that's something mm-hmm. we don't want our families to do. We want to make sure that they don't have that trial and error. And I feel like you're right. There's so many people in the coaching, in the business coaching world that I see um, that are in entre- that want to be entrepreneurs, but they have no, I don't know where to start. I don't know what my topic is. I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know where I, I don't even know what I like, you know, what things I like to do. I mean, I'm good at cooking. I could do a cooking class, but I, I would kill myself if I did a cooking class. Like I, and you know, don't do a cooking class, like do something that you're passionate about. And that people are just, it boggles the minds that there are so many people out there that are so not, they're so they're so lost still in in where their focus is and where their their place is. And they when I when I went to pick up my when I went to pick my daughter up in L.A. from cinema makeup school, we got into a car of somebody that was a client of my client. So one of the business clients I served and he was a chef and uh, he was just starting to work his way into doing uh, at home cooking. And speaking of cooking and, and, uh, you know, so that's what sparked the memory, but also what sparked the memory is like, he's 32 and he said, nobody had ever asked him, uh, what he wanted to do. He's always been taking orders, you know, 12, 16, 18 hours a day as a chef. And he's, he's like working to serve, uh, like Hollywood. And they were, you know, that was affecting his whole career that he had been doing for years that they, they went on strike and, uh, nobody had ever asked him. So part of that process of having these initial calls is having somebody ask you, what do you want to do? What's your vision look like? What's the lifestyle look like? What do you want? All of these questions is just such a powerful thing. But he had never been asked in 32 years. He's just like, that just blew my mind. I've just been taking orders my whole life. So yeah, it's it's a big deal. It starts early, man. That's what that's what we do in school. It's just ex- that expectation of getting told what to do, man. It's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. And that's why homeschooling is so awesome. And so Donovan, tell us what is, so what's the process that people go through when they contact you? What, what do we need to do? Well, they'll get asked that question before they turn 32. <laughs> so uh, the process is like, ideally both parents and kids show up with me together to, to see if what I have to offer is a good fit. So I can definitely leave uh, a calendar link to book a chart your course session. So my program's called, uh, it was Teen Takeoff, but I've got some kids that are college age now, they're 20 something. So it's Gen Z Takeoff. And the joke's on me with the name, by the way, if you didn't put two and two together with the full flying thing. <laughs> so uh, that's, the, that's the program they'll be looking at. 
And what we do is basically get a chance to get an experience. I'm just giving a firsthand experience of me, the coach, uh, in this session. And we're going to ask that question of what do you want to do? What's this look like, the vision of your future when you're adulting out there? Uh, let's think about the career, but the lifestyle as well. I think the millennials really showed, look, I'm going to go skiing on Wednesday. I don't care what you say. And the, the owners or the bosses are like, what? I can't fire them. They're really, they're, I need them, but they're just leaving on a Wednesday without even asking. Uh, so Gen Z is going to be even more, you know, important to retain. The, the generations are getting smaller. So um, retention is going to be a factor. So Gen Z gets to think about their lifestyle. And they also get to think about the impact. I love being a problem solver. When Columbine happened, when I see like the best of the best students getting all A pluses, but I'd give them an F minus for planning their future. Uh, that's just, you know, that's what I'm here for. And that's what I'm all about. So giving them a chance to think about that whole comprehensive picture of their future, how they're going to do out, you know, go out there and do good in their lives and with themselves and uh, be good contributors. And then the biggest challenge, like I've got to help them reveal in this session what might be, you know, preventing them or keeping them stuck. So that's super valuable. And then we also will look at the commitment level. If kids are a four out of 10, it doesn't matter if the parent's ready to invest in their future. It's just not a match. So I want to see that there's really a seriousness to the kids wanting to be supported and they're going to be receptive to coaching because it's like as you're a player and you're like, hey, I got a question and you want to elevate your game and this is the game of life, then I want people who are going to be receptive and raise their hands and say, hey, I got a question. So after that, we just take a look at what I have to offer and then it's uh, no obligation. So I just want to give people an experience of my coaching and to give both the parents and the students a feel for that in that first session. I love that. That's great. You guys, Donovan is such an amazing resource. Seriously, there he's the only one that I know out there that's doing this right now for homeschool families and especially really getting them into whatever. There's a lot of college people out there. There's people who will take you down the college path, but there's not a lot of people that will say, hey, whatever you want to do. <laughs> That's what we're about. And so that's really important. And you have not seen the last of Donovan. He's definitely going to be um, definitely going to be working together with us in the future. And um, I definitely want to make sure that we have follow ups with him on how to really dig in to his program. So you guys, this has been so amazing. Donovan, thank you so much for your thank time you. and all of your wisdom. I am so excited about getting our kids on the right track, getting them into their passions and really, really unleashing their talents and gifts in this world. That is something that this world desperately needs. And whatever their gifts are, whatever their talents is, whatever their mission is, it is going to be something that betters this world. So it is, is needed. It is needed. All right, you guys, I will see you next week. And like I said, we have some awesome, awesome guests coming up in the next month. We're going to be talking about college and scholarships and how you can actually get your kids to get paid to go to college. <laughs> what? What? Crazy. All right, you guys, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. If you're loving this information and want to connect with Cami live, join our Facebook group, the Freedom Scholar Homeschooling Community. Every Thursday in Live with Cami, you can get more great homeschool tips, how-tos, and resources, and get your questions answered. And subscribe to our newsletter to get your free ebook, Creating Educational Harmony in Your Home. See show notes for the links. Hope to see you live.
This is an informational podcast. The information presented in each episode is the most recent and honest to the best of the presenter's ability. Results are not guaranteed. This podcast aims to educate and there are no guarantees of results implied. Listeners are encouraged to seek out and meet their local homeschool requirements. Any products, websites, and company names mentioned in this podcast are their respective owner's trademarks or copyright properties. The presenter is not associated or affiliated with them in any way unless otherwise stated. Nor does the referred product, website, or company necessarily sponsor, endorse, or approve this podcast. We hope you enjoy and find value in each episode. This content is copyrighted and not authorized for reproduction.